DW Africa Link Coronavirus is continuing its spread across the world. More than 22 million confirmed cases in 188 countries have been registered to date. More than 780,000 people have lost their lives to the virus. As the second wave of coronavirus is rolling into Europe, many political actors are wondering whether they should consider new lockdowns or people should learn to live with it. However, some countries have never imposed it in the first place. Are the ordinary people happy as decision makers? This is Africa Link special podcast on coronavirus, and I am your host for today, Assumpta Latus. But first, a look at this week's big news on coronavirus with Jen Nyingi. Jen, what's new? There is good news coming from Africa, Assumpta, when it comes to COVID 19 cases. According to the Africa Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the curve is slowly beginning to bend, and this has been attributed to measures taken like ensuring everybody is wearing masks and also respecting social distancing. Just to point out, uh, South Africa still has the highest number of COVID-19 cases in the continent with almost 600,000 confirmed cases and over 12,000 fatalities. Egypt is second with nearly 97,000 cases and Nigeria takes the third position with over 50,000 confirmed coronavirus infections and almost 1,000 fatalities. When we look at the infection rates regionally, Southern Africa is the most affected, followed by Northern Africa and lastly, Western Africa. In total, Africa has more than 1 million coronavirus cases. Now, taking you back to South Africa, Asumta, the president, Cyril Ramaphosa, spoke this week and said when he looks back at the last five months, all indications are his country has reached the peak in terms of uh, COVID-19 infections. And now the curve is slowly going down. But he warned his citizens not to let their guard down despite the signs of hope. Oh, wow, that's interesting. What did President Ramaphosa say exactly? Just to quote him, he said the risk of infection becomes greater as more people return to work as uh, they move about more, referring to other countries that have experienced second waves of infections. The president also announced the sweeping removal of nearly all restrictions on economic activity and the resumption of interprovincial leisure travel. Bus will be allowed to reopen and both family gatherings and social visits will be authorized. Wearing of face coverings is still compulsory in public spaces and uh, the international borders are to stay closed for the time being. What does that announcement mean to the people of South Africa? Of course, the announcement by President Ramaphosa should bring a much-needed boost to South Africa's ailing economy, which was in recession before the pandemic and is now expected to contract by over 6%. And what about other countries? Looking at Nigeria, which as I earlier said, is among African countries with high COVID-19 infections. The plan is international flights to resume by the end of this month. The government has already announced that those arriving will be expected to contribute financially towards their coronavirus tests. And uh, lastly, the Namibian government has warned its citizens not to use elephant dug as a treatment against COVID-19. Asum Tayun believed this because social media in the Southern African nation 
is awash with rumors that elephant dug is a remedy for those already infected with the coronavirus. The prices for the dug of Africa's biggest animal have also skyrocketed as a result. And uh, the WHO says there is no cure for COVID-19 yet. Thank you very much, Jen Nyingi, for this roundup. Many countries across the world have seen lockdowns as the most effective measure to contain the virus. Some countries in Europe, like Sweden and Belarus, and in Africa, Tanzania and Malawi, lockdowns are not the only measures. In fact, Tanzanian President John Pombe Magufuli said you could pray away the virus and has ordered three days of prayers for the cause. Frederick has compiled this report which is now presented by Isaac Mugabe. On March 15th, Tanzania reported its first case of the coronavirus. It was 46-year-old Isabella Mwapamba, who had arrived in the country from Belgium aboard Rwanda. Since the coronavirus pandemic was reported in Africa, Tanzania took certain measures such as closing its airspace for international flights, but the government declined to implement a lockdown or closing places of worship a measure that had already been taken by several African countries. Since then, authorities started testing people who showed COVID-19 symptoms up to April, and Tanzania reported 509 cases with 21 deaths. Thereafter, President John Magufuli declared Tanzania free from the virus, rubbishing equipment used for testing. And this is what people think of measures taken by the government. Tanzania is one of the countries affected by coronavirus. Lockdown was not an issue here in this country. The government told us not to fear the virus. On my side, I'm really satisfied with the efforts and the strategies that have been made by Tanzania government toward the COVID-19. Of course, it's a good effort. It's a good strategy that have been made by the Tanzania government. That's why you can see we are enjoying, we are round up, we are continuing with our business, with our issues, because the government have made the good efforts, good strategies and good planning. Since April, Tanzania is not releasing statistics or figures related to coronavirus cases. This has been condemned by health experts within and outside the country, including the World Health Organization, WHO. President Magufuli insists that Tanzanians have made the right decision and its people should continue working while taking precautions. This is the time to build our faith to God. We should not depend on wearing masks. God loves this country. I am sure the pandemic will pass just like other diseases. Let's not threaten each other. Health experts in the country say it is dangerous to believe politics over science. We cannot really know uh, the number of people who have tested positive uh, for this uh, virus. Uh, but uh, what uh, we can't do is to force people to come and take the test. Uh, as you know, political leadership in any country is imperative and very important, and people uh, tend to trust the leadership more than sometimes the health experts. Health expert Anania Inkia speaking there, and that report was presented by Isaac Mugabe. Some people are still wondering if 
President Magufuli's unpopular decision was the right one. They argue that Magufuli, who holds a PhD in chemistry, made his decision according to a scientific finding. His stand came about after he has taken samples collected from a gut, a pawpaw fruit and a bird, then sent to a COVID-19 laboratory in Tanzania disguised as samples from human beings, tested positive for the coronavirus. This, of course, led to the suspension of the country's head of the laboratory. The damning stand has also led to a deepening row with the neighboring countries. As a result, Kenya Airways cancelled flights to Tanzania and in reciprocity. Tanzania banned Kenya Airways from flying routes bound inside the country. In Malawi, things went differently. It wasn't the government that didn't want to impose lockdown. Instead, the Malawian High Court, after the Malawian Human Rights Defenders Coalition, presented the argument that more consultation was needed to prevent harm to the poorest and more vulnerable in the society. Before the decision, small-scale traders, mostly young people, staged protests in several towns against the planned three-week lockdown that the president announced. Protesters called on the government to provide them with cash and food handouts if a lockdown went ahead. Talking to our correspondent Miriam Kaliza, Dr. Yusuf Mtende, who is the chairman of the Rapid Response Team for the pandemic, says the pandemic has disrupted their usual routine of work. Still, he thinks that the lockdown was unnecessary, even though the number of infections soar after the election. Do you think the lockdown was necessary for Malawi? Personally, I feel no, because that time when this lockdown issue was being proposed, we had very few cases, I think around 10, 17, which we could easily control. Then with the coming of the returnees, the number in, in, increased, but since there were elections, so we were put at a corner whereby we had to choose either elections or COVID. So the people chose for the elections. We had the elections. After the elections, we started seeing a rise in the patients, mainly from the political parties. Miriam Kaliza speaking to Dr. Yusuf Mtende, chairman of the Rapid Response in Kamuzu Central Hospital, the first hospital to have isolation centers in Malawi. According to data from Johns Hopkins University, the African continent has the second lowest number of coronavirus infected people dying from COVID-19 of six world's regions. The continent has also the second lowest rate of death of 19th death per 1 million people, which is about 34 times lower than North America's, the region with the highest rate at the moment. That was Africa Link special podcast on coronavirus. Amasum Talatos. Stay safe and take care.